I truly believe everything starts in the mind. Mm -hmm. You have to decide that you are no longer stuck. Mm -hmm. And it goes beyond saying, I'm not stuck, because that's still the negative. Don't tell the creator, God, the universe, whatever it is you subscribe to, what you're not going to do. Let's discuss what you are going to do. do. What are you going to do? Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, inspiration, and principles for success for their life, their business, and their career. Now let the class begin. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. It is 2017, and I am excited to be sharing with you today. This is Markeith Braden, inspirational speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and the creator and master coach of the School of Purpose. What an awesome day it is to be with you this morning, and I am so excited to be sharing with you. 2017 is here. What are your plans? What is your vision? What are your dreams for the next 12 months? You know, I have decided that this year, the year of 2017 is going to be the year of execution for me. The year that I get things done that I desire to do in my life. I'm going to take everything that I've failed at in 2016 and use it as a stepping stone and as an opportunity to get things done and to execute my plans and strategies in 2017. I even adopted a scripture for the year and that is simply faith without works is dead. When you don't add work, tenacity, and execution to your belief, the end result usually is nothing. And so we are going to press forward, execute the plan, and believe by faith that things are going to happen in our lives this year because we are willing to put our work with our faith. Well, today we have a great episode to be sharing with you. I interview a young lady by the name of Sherlyn Dorsey, and she is the author of a book called You're More Than Just Their Mother. And the reason why I wanted to start off the year with this particular episode is because I know that I have quite a few career professional women, entrepreneurial, small business owner women who are mothers and have dreams for their own personal lives. And I believe Sherilyn is a great inspiration to help you be inspired, to help you give, get the strategies that you need in order 
to realize your dreams in 2017. And so we are going to listen to today's episode. Take out your pen and paper, take out your iPad, your Android, so that you can take some notes and just listen to the tips that Sherlyn gives us today because you are more than just their mother. All right, Sherlyn, thank you for joining me for the School of Purpose podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing with you. You know, being an individual who was reared by a single mother, you know, Mm. to hear your story and to know about your book is exciting because I know there are a lot of women out there who give a lot to others, give a lot to their children, give a lot to their families. And your book is here to help remind them that they're more than just being a mother or just being a giver to other people. And so I'm excited to have you on. And before we just get into the podcast, go ahead and share who you are, where you're from, a little bit about yourself so that the listening audience can be caught up and know about Sherlyn Dorsey. (laughs) Well, thanks so much. First of all, Marquise, for having me on your show. I always appreciate the opportunity to link up with other great entrepreneurs who are out here making it happen and following our dreams who have taken the leap. So thank you for that and this opportunity to be on your outstanding show. You're welcome. Uh, Yes. So um, a little bit about me. Um, Again, my name is Sherlyn Dorsey. I am the mother of three outstanding little girls. Well, I guess they're not little so much anymore. They are now 12, 14 and 16. And I'm married to my high school sweetheart. The man of my dreams been with him since I was 16 and he was 17. Oh, wow. So. I know, right? Fun times. So I always like to start it off with that because I always tell people I don't have really a sob, sad story to come from. I'm just a girl who wants, who chooses to live in her purpose, who chose to take the leap. Um, But just a little bit more about me. My husband and I, um, like I said, we've been together since I was 16 and he was 17. After I graduated college, we got married, had a honeymoon baby, our first baby. So right away we had children. And from 1999 to 2004, I was pregnant four times. So my whole life, listen, don't judge that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't judge that. But I'm so thankful for it now. I have to be honest, I could not see the light in the tunnel then, but I'm so grateful for it now and how my girls are all growing up together and they have one another as friends and um, really cohorts and what it is that they're doing because we're instilling the same lessons in them all. So I'm really grateful for it now. I cannot say I was always in that space because what I came from is a wonderful family, wonderful, loving two parent home. Um, But I always look back now on my mom and say, wow, she was kind of June cleaverish compared to me. (laughs) Right. But I say that meaning my dad, when he came home, she always had nice hot cooked meals for the most part. Of course, you know, she's like everybody else. But she did work outside of the home. She definitely believed in us taking care of my dad. Um, And I come from two girls and one boy. Um, when he came in and my def- my dad definitely was the man, the protector of the house. I'm a daddy's girl, 100 percent. So when I got older and I began to have children, I thought that I needed to duplicate that mm-hmm. one because I had such a wonderful experience as a child growing up around my siblings and my extended family. But two, it seemed to work for my mom. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, well, why not duplicate the process? But what I found very quickly along my way is that that didn't work for me. Number one, I can't stand cooking. Don't ask me to boil an egg, turn on the water so you can boil an egg. That's number one. And number two, I couldn't stand, excuse me, 
I didn't want to live a traditional life, meaning I was raised and reared to go to school, get a job, you know, like everybody else. But it was always something else inside of me that knew that I wanted to do, be and have what I wanted, when I wanted, whenever I wanted, however many times I wanted. And that to me were outside of the boundaries of a nine to five. But I kind of skirted along and did what I thought was needed in order to live this quasi American dream, if you will. Um, But I was always unsettled and unsatisfied. I just wasn't happy. I had a husband who loved and adored me and still do and very grateful for that. Wonderful, healthy children. But it was still something going on with me. To fast forward, I ballooned to just about 300 pounds. Mm. Um, I stopped looking once I hit 272. So I'm pretty sure I was beyond that. I was a size 24, 26. I was depressed. And I always like to put the preface on that with depressed because that's self-diagnosed. And when I say that meaning, I understand what it felt like to be withdrawn from who it is that I really was, from my energy, the robustness of life. Um, I was just literally laying in the bed, get up long enough to take care of my children and just lay back down. Um, But from depressed and really just in a bad space, snappy, bad attitude, one thing led to the other. And I really couldn't figure out why I pretended like I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what it was for me and I realized now, of course, through years of personal development and a lot of um, inner work on myself, I realized now I knew all along, of course, but I was too afraid to take the leap because I was too afraid of what else it would require of me. I didn't know what to do. So I stayed in that space really so gratefully for I don't want to say longer than I needed because I believe everything is the way it should be. But I stayed in that space. um, Gosh, looking back when I was going through it, I guess I would have said longer than I needed. Mm -hmm. Post to just taking that leave. So fast forward in about 2013, I'm here in Dallas, Texas. I'm originally from Chicago, a shy town girl, but we moved here in 2010. 2013, I was working a job. Excuse me. I re-entered the workforce in 2011. Worked a job for about a year and a half, and then I was laid off. I was so unsatisfied there, Mm -hmm. underpaid, um, not overworked, but just knew that wasn't my calling and what I wanted to do. So I was very unsatisfied. And then life created the situation for me where I was laid off. So I was so excited to really get paid to live my dreams from my former company, right? Because unemployment became very real for me. Right. So I did that. I went after it and really have been going since then. Like every entrepreneur, I've had, you know, ups and downs, but I'm really grateful to say I'm now living and walking in my purpose. Awesome. And you just said something, get paid to live in your dreams and walking in your purpose. And one of the things that we always ask every guest is how do you define purpose? How do I define purpose? Um, I would define purpose really, and this is gonna sound kind of strange, but stay with me. I define purpose with resonance. Mm. Now, when I say that, I mean, I believe we're all born with an internal gauge, meaning we know what feels good, what feels bad, when we're afraid, when we should stop, when we should go, et cetera. I believe that trouble comes for us when we go outside of those parameters and say, I'll just try it anyway. I'll just do it anyway. Right. So, for example, if something is saying, hold on, stop, 
you getting that feeling and you don't pause and you just go right ahead and jump into it, many times we're met with things that we really didn't have to face, opposed to if you just took a pause, perhaps if you just turned, shifted just a, a half of an inch, it would have created a whole different outcome for us. Now, with that being said, I believe we're each given a purpose in life. Mm -hmm. So with that purpose, of course, we have to dig it out and we have to find resonance with it. One way I recommend is through meditation. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, when we find that, when we feel and know that we are doing what it is that we've been called to do, the thing that feels best to us, the thing that we would do and that wakes us up in the morning and won't let us sleep at night, that we would do. I guess almost without getting paid, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Almost <laughs> without getting paid. I believe the feeling that you get when you're in that space defines the purpose it is that you have. And I consider that resonance. Wow. Resonance. I like that word. Mm -hmm. And speaking about purpose, one of the definitions I've adopted is that truly success is the fulfillment of purpose for me. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about the word success, how would you define success? Wow, I think that runs congruent, really, Markeith, with my definition, the fulfillment of it. Mm -hmm. I believe that every day that you are doing the best it is that you can, meaning hitting the goals it is that you have met for yourself. And the caveat to that sentence is for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's really important that we don't use other things to define or and compare ourselves to because um, I think Janelle Monet said it on Black Girls Rock not too long ago, but okay. comparison is the enemy to greatness. Mm. Oh, I just love that so much. And I really coined that <laughs> um, in compliment to her. But I really, truly believe that it is really the fulfillment of the, your um, defined success. Say that quote again. Comparison is the enemy to greatness. Comparison is the enemy to greatness. I'm going to have to write that down right here while Love we're live. It. Comparison. Yes, I, I first heard it from Janelle Monet. I want to make sure I give credit where it's due. It's the enemy of greatness. That's great. I like that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your book. You have written a book and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show today was that, you know, you're an author and you have written your thoughts and your knowledge down about, you know, life being more than a mother, life mm -hmm. really offering more of who you are and the gifts that you have and the talents and the abilities that you have to the world outside of just being a mother. And now that is a great, and I'm sure, um, a task at hand, you know, not being a mother, but being a son. I saw my mom <laughs> work diligently to make sure that she raised all four of us, even as a single wow. parent, three boys and one girl. And so wow. what inspired you to write uh, your book? What inspired me? Um, I would say my greatest inspiration was knowing well, well, really, my greatest inspiration was the healing that it provided for me. Okay. I am truly one who believes in radical self-care is mm -hmm. what I call it. Mm -hmm. And when I say that meaning, I don't believe that you should put yourself beyond what it is that you can do to help someone else. Mm -hmm. That includes your children, your parents, your spouse, because I don't believe that you're solving a problem. I believe you're creating a new problem. Mm -hmm. And um I just don't think I think that there is another way. 
And I um, I believe that and I lead by that philosophy and it has served me well. So with that being said, with that being said, I knew that I needed to get out of me what it is that I was going through and um, really just put it down on paper. Because what I realized is when I finally had the courage to tell people how I felt and I, I coined your more than their mother long before I trademarked it or step, leaped into my business. It was a feeling for me. Um, when I began to tell people about your more than their mother, initially for me, what I would get the kind of pushback, I'll call it, I would get is the first thing women would say is, oh, I get what you're saying, but I love my children. Mm-hmm. So I used to feel I really shrunk to put mm-hmm. it shortly because I felt like wow, I don't want people to think I don't love my children because I do love my children. But because that was the response so often or the majority of the time, I shrunk and I actually hid from it. Well, when I finally got enough courage to say what it is that I was saying out loud as I had started to write it, because I began to write it first, I began to attract the same people, the same kind of people it is that I was or who or I began to attract the same th- the same kind of people who were going through the same kind of things that I was. Right. So when I would talk to these new set of women, they would go, wow, this is I feel the same way. I'm going through the same thing. Oh, you know, my husband just doesn't understand. And my parents just don't get on my children. And I realized that you can't get what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have the compassion for themselves. They didn't have the empathy for themselves. They always felt like they should be doing something else. They were never gentle with themselves. Right. They were always harsh, but they wanted other people to be that way with them. But they didn't show that for themselves. Well, I felt like the things that I was doing were worthy were noteworthy. Mm-hmm. So I just began to write them down. And it really started from a blog, Marquis, to okay. tell you the honest, to be totally honest. And one of my mentors she looked at it because I wrote them up for a year and she looked at it and said, Sherlyn, what are you doing? This is a book. And I thought to myself, well, what do you mean? Because on paper, it was only about 18, 15, 18 pages. And I kept saying, that's not a book. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time it was formatted into a book, we now have 91 pages. Awesome. Had no idea. Had no idea. So it all came. It stemmed from that it escalated. And that's how we got here. It's interesting because I was in Sunday school yesterday and the question was asked about, you know, what is the best gift that you could give Christ for his birthday? Mm. And many people had different types of things that they would say. But a thought came to me to share with everyone is that sometimes we think it's always about giving to others. But many times the best gift that you can give yourself is to give yourself a gift of learning more about yourself. Mm, Give yourself the gift of taking care of yourself. Mm, Give mm. yourself the gift of, you know, sometimes treating yourself so that you know how to treat others because the scripture says that we should do unto others as we would do unto ourselves. Mm -hmm, But if mm -hmm. you don't treat yourself right, it's very difficult for you to treat those you love correctly too. And so I think that is a great, great, great philosophy. You know what, Marquita, if I can say something, is it okay? 
You know, you said you're saying that, but you know what I've learned the more I evaluate and the more mm-hmm. I think about where it is this came from with me. Where did I get this ideology? Well, you know what? It's really an unwritten rule in society mm-hmm. that women play the background. Mm-hmm. They not only in society, many different religions, if we're just honest about it. Right. Mm-hmm. The woman is the subordinate. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's true, then that's a philosophy. And I believe that what you think, how you think is how you act. Right. How you act creates your results, right? right? So when those things around you manifest, it's not magic. Mm-hmm. It didn't come. You're leading a life of subordination mm-hmm. in every way, not just um, to your husband, for example. Right. This is what you're doing in the workplace. That's why we're taking jobs that we know that we should be paid more for, mm-hmm. right? So salaries lower. That's why we're not taking the leap and believing in ourselves the way we should because we're already taught. This it's really called my undergraduate degree is in sociology and psychology. So but it's really called a more way, which is Mm -hmm. an unspoken rule of society. If you Uh think about just the way that we enter a room, Mm -hmm. the dogma it is that we use. Hey, guys, that's the that's the presiding. Right. But if you walk into a room of men and say, hey, girls, (laughs) it would be a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's we're taught subconsciously that we're less than. And that philosophy it resonates throughout our body. And right. if we don't consciously say no to that mm-hmm. and say, I am more and I am enough, mm-hmm. then we 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 submit to that, be it subconsciously or consciously. Right. And I just now that I know better, I'm choosing bad to do yeah. better. The power of the subconscious mind, I tell you, yes. we do things that are just coming natural to us because they have been just embedded into our subconscious. They've been handed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a few of the highlight chapters of your book and as far as some of the principles that you share in the book. OK, um, let's see. Oh, turn right to a great one. Um, I am on the chapter is actually called Getting Unstuck. OK, so what I try to do with each one of the chapters, they're very short. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say that, meaning literally anywhere from three to nine pages okay. each chapter. But I think that each one is very poignant. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to keep it like that because I believe that you can pick the book up at any point you are in your life and literally just take that lesson for that day Mm -hmm. and have enough to push you to the next step. Mm -hmm. I am very big on having what you need right now to take, to make a move. So with that being said, while this chapter on getting unstuck tells you a little bit about, you know, what it is that I went through and really kind of gives you examples of likely what it is that you're going through as a mom who has a dream, who wants more. Um, At the end, I gave some different tips Okay, good. and yeah, and I have three here actually. So I said how to get, well, number one, I ended the chapter by the simple sentence, make a different decision. Mm. I truly believe everything starts in the mind. (laughs) You have to decide that you are no longer stuck Mm -hmm. and it goes beyond saying I'm not stuck because that's still the negative. Don't tell the creator, God, the universe, whatever it is you subscribe to, what you're not going to do. Let's discuss what you are going to do. do. That's good. What are you going to do? So make a different decision. So how you get unstuck. Number one, I said deliberately take a day off from the thing you are looking to complete. Mm. So for the entrepreneurial moms, I'm telling you, our schedule, when you're an entrepreneur, you are the janitor and the CEO. Is that my, <laughs> right? Marquis? I mean, you have it from the top to the bottom so you can get overwhelmed with what it is that you need to do. So we have goals and tasks every day that we're trying to complete. 
Make a decision that today I'm taking the day off on purpose right. and I'm choosing not to feel guilty about it. Everything will be just fine when I get back. Even if I have to work a little harder the next day, today I won't. Today I won't. So it says physically step away from doing anything to or towards it. Don't think about it, do anything towards it, nor discuss it with anyone. I think that's another way we dig ourselves into the hole by telling other people, oh, girl, I need to be doing, but I'm just going to relax. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's kind of canceling it out. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, mm-hmm, so don't discuss it with anyone else. With anyone else, stepping away from something and giving your mind a chance to regroup often brings about new ideas and a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So it's actually beneficial for you to do that if you're looking for fresh, new, uncluttered ideas. So number two, I said to meditate or contemplate for a full 24 hours. So that doesn't that I'm not asking people to sit in a room with their legs crossed Indian style with their you know fingers to the or palms to the air, anything like that. That's why I put meditate slash contemplate. Just think about who it is that you are, mm-hmm. your enoughness. Just think about how grateful you are for the things you have right now. Mm-hmm. You have everything you need right now to succeed. Think about that. Think of contemplate it. Be grateful for it. So I say sit, sit in that mentally use the power of your mind to imagine yourself completing it. The resources you need showing up, the difference it will make in your life, etc. When you do this, it supercharges your energy, motivation and refocus of intention. Awesome. I believe that 100 percent. And the last thing I said is number three, do at least one thing every day towards the completion of your ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. This gives you a sense of accomplishment and forward momentum. So when I talked about, for example, having so much to do, we have this whole big list of things. Well, sometimes we put more things on our list than we can do. We are, although we're more than their mother, Mm -hmm. we're still their mom. Mm -hmm. So we Mm -hmm. still got to feed them, pick them up from school, right? Mm -hmm. Bathe them, wash clothes, whatever the case it is. So how about we just narrow it down to perhaps one thing per day? and say, I will accomplish this one thing. Mine came for you and in the form of you one day. And I said, you know, I'm going to reach out to Marquis today. I had so much on my plate, but I knew that that was going to get accomplished for that day. And who knew you'd call me right back and say, absolutely, Cheryl, and give me this opportunity. So I'm telling you, it works. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. So that's a great chapter um, and some great advice on how to get unstuck, how to get out of that that place, what I call Lodabar, and get into mm. that place of action. And so that is Lodabar. a great, great piece uh, to be sharing on the podcast. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Now, what's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome as a mompreneur, as someone who stepped out into purpose and really pursued their passion? What's been your biggest obstacle? My biggest obstacle is myself. Mm. My biggest obstacle is self-doubt. Um, I went through, I I told you a snippet of this, I think through everything it is that I've been saying about just the, um, mental challenges that come with being, that come with being a woman, number one, and then somebody else's wife and then somebody else's children, right? I mean, somebody else's mom, right? Right. So each one of those carry within itself a circumstance, a level of stress, anxiety, whatever the case may be. But I believe it's all about the perspective you put on it, if it will be a benefit to you or to the contrast, right? So that falls right back into mentality. 
and what it is that you have decided and trained your brain to do. So before I had trained my brain to understand that every situation was an opportunity, I really doubted myself a lot. I really felt like, how could I turn this into, how can I make money from this? Mm -hmm. How could I leverage this and hear other people want to hear about it? How could I go on stages outside of just local mom and pop conferences, if you will, Mm -hmm. to tell them about it. I want to be on main stages, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be on in corporations all across the world, but they had me in there as well, right? (laughs) Right? But what I had to realize is that my message is transcendental Mm -hmm. and that what I have to say is important Mm -hmm. and that the people who I'm aligned with and the people who it is that book me are the people I'm supposed to be with. Mm -hmm. It means that I go after every opportunity and they're going to have to tell me no, opposed to me talking myself out of it before I even ask. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. So it, so I really have to say it was me. Yeah. It was my own self-doubt that held me back. The obstacle of being our own worst enemy. I like that quote, and I can't remember exactly where I, I saw it, but it says that I found the enemy, and the enemy was me. Yes. You know, yeah. Yes, times, absolutely. I get times. that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a mom who has a career that I'm not so passionate about, but yet have these great ideas of what I could do as a business or what I could do as a nonprofit that I may want to start, where do I start if I know that I'm not living my purpose and not truly doing work that I'm passionate about? What are maybe the first couple of keys or first couple of steps that we should consider before we take the leap or make that transition? Well, the first thing I would definitely say to do is write it down. Mm -hmm. I believe that when you write it down and see things every day, not only do I believe, I understand it's been proven that there's an 80% more chance that you will complete the goal or fulfill the vision it is that you have written. That's why the vision board thing has taken off so much, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I believe that you should write it down. Write down what it is that you want. Write down what it is that you have as an idea. Write down what it is that the vision it is that you have for what it is that you want to do. I believe that that's the first start. The second start I believe in is task management. Now, a lot of people call this time management, but I'm a person who believes in words and communication Mm -hmm. and the power of them. And what I know for sure is you can't manage time. Time will continue on with or without you. It's going one second at a a time, whether you want it to or not. Mm -hmm. You can't speed it up or slow it down. So let's just embrace that. So since we can't do that, what we can do is manage the time, the task with the time we've been allotted. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you are working in a job and you need that job to feed your family or fulfill whatever other financial goals it is that you have, you have to set a time every day where you complete a task towards the business it is that you're going after. So I I really stray away from, and even in my coaching programs, I stray away from tasks, I'm I'm sorry, from just lists, to-do lists. Mm I believe in putting a time around the task. I'm sorry, a task around the time it is you have allotted. So, for example, if I'm a working mom and I get home at six o'clock, it's very likely that I'm not going to start these tasks at six o'clock. I need to come in, kind of change hats, proverbially speaking, right from the worker mom, you know, from the worker to mom to wife, whatever it is we're doing here. And then kind of get everything settled so that I can peacefully or in as much peace as possible because I get 
life and children right. <laughs> and as much peace as possible, do what it is that I need to do mm-hmm. to for the fulfillment of my goal. So what I would suggest is from 7.30 to 8 o'clock, right? Starting those emails. For example, and I'll be very specific, a prospecting email. Get your emails together of who it is that you want to send out to, who fall in your industry or your target market, whatever the case may be. And you need to do that from 7.30 to 8 o'clock with the goal of having at least 15 contacts all set up and ready to go. From 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock, So you send those emails out, you send them out to the different companies, you respond, excuse me, I'm sorry, from eight o'clock to eight thirty, you send those emails out doing whatever it is that you need to do um, or just really kind of sending out from the context it is that you found the half hour before. Mm -hmm. And then from eight thirty to nine o'clock, perhaps you respond to emails that have come in for the day. I believe everything in its slot and keep everything on target. And that way you become a lot more efficient. Mm -hmm. And when you start seeing those little check marks by the things it is that you have to do by those tasks, I'm telling you, it encourages you and gives you fuel and momentum to do the next thing because you feel encouraged. You realize you can do more than you thought that you could do. Mm -hmm. You realize that this is something that you enjoy doing because you're fueled by the excitement of doing it and by the fulfillment of doing it yourself. Because we always think, all I want to do is speak. I want a business part of it. I can't, oh, I want somebody else. But in reality, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. We have to be holistic business people. We are the janitor and the CEO in the beginning. In the beginning. So let's just embrace it and go forward and Awesome. That was a great answer to that question because we all have obstacles that we have to overcome and we all have challenges that, you know, sometimes will come to try to keep us from moving towards that thing that we say that we want in life. And so we truly got to know that, you know, the obstacles many times come to teach us to decide a better way. Yeah. To show us to utilize a new system. Or to mm-hmm. use them as a stepping toward towards the direction that we want to go in. Yes. And can I add one thing oh, to sure. that, Marquise? The other thing I think that's so important um, is that you share what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. with your family members okay. in your household mm-hmm. in particular. So if you're married, I think your spouse needs to know. Your children need mm-hmm. to know. And of mm-hmm. course, um, I do mean children who can understand, mm-hmm. which is a which is a younger age than you think, because mm-hmm. I really started this when my children were four, six and eight. OK. And I remember them saying, Mom, you working on your business? And I would go. Absolutely. So they knew to kind of find another way to occupy themselves. Now, there's a caveat to that, mm-hmm. because in the beginning, you may not have enough mental fortitude Mm -hmm. to withstand the rejections that may come from a spouse, what you may feel as rejections, let me call it that, Mm -hmm. Um, or even from your children, because this is your vision, not theirs. Mm -hmm. And so the questions that is that they may be asking or the resistance, your perceived resistance that you feel may really just be inquiry, may really just be ignorance in the true form of not knowing, Mm -hmm. right? Because again, this is your dream. So I believe in telling them to a certain degree, meaning you don't have to get intimate with details, but letting them know that you're starting your entrepreneurial journey, whatever it is, or your life purpose, Mm -hmm. whatever it is Mm -hmm. that that looks like for you, whatever language it is that you need around that. And you let them know. So I'll be doing things differently for the next six months, three months, 30 days, whatever the case may be, and let them know or remind them, I love you the same. 
but this is going to happen mm-hmm. and it will happen in this way. So from 6.30 or 7.30 until 9.30, I'm unavailable, mm-hmm. no matter what it looks like. So you really have to make that commitment to yourself. And one of the first ways you know that the commitment is real is when you start telling the people in your house. There'll be some changes around here, right? right, right. <laughs> There'll be some changes around here. And usually what I found, at least with people who I work with and talk to, the other, their significant others and their children, they're receptive to it because they are feeling the ramifications of them not living in their purpose, mm-hmm. like me. Mm-hmm. Remember, I told you I was depressed. I was mm-hmm. overweight. I was a lot more snap, snappy with my attitude. Okay. No, I just said, sit down. Well, that was really because I was mad at me. Mm. I was I was upset with myself for not doing what it is that I knew I wanted to do do. and not having the courage. So it was um, projected out on them. So most times you'll find that they're happy you're doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because because you now are acting better. You got a better attitude. Right. 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 And (laughs) that's good. That's good that you shared that, because I was going to ask, you know, what advice could you give to those who were married to the husbands and that, you know, how can they support their wives and to those who may not be married but have family, you know, and children, how could they support their mother in the endeavor? So that is definitely great advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I have this specifically to that, Marquise, mm-hmm. and I actually I just did a broadcast about it. Okay. Uh, remember I told you in the beginning, I, I tell you all this stuff ties in. Remember how I told you I was married to the man of my dreams? Mm-hmm. Just get excited thinking about my snookums to this moment, really. <laughs> But let me tell you something. I am an entrepreneurial spirit. He is not. Okay. He's in school. He's an engineer. Mm-hmm. Love. It's his career path. It's his it's it's his purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't always get what it is that I'm doing. Mm. And what I first did, the first level of support had to come from myself. And I had to understand, number one, that he loves me and give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. He's not doing anything against me. This is my vision. This is what I want to do. So him asking me these questions is not against or to the contrary of what it is that I'm trying to do. He's trying to understand because he enjoys that consistent every two weeks paycheck Mm -hmm. that comes in the house opposed to saying, well, I hope I can enroll this many people. I did my marketing plan for, you know, almost feels like to him a fingers crossed type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, being the man of the house, right? He just wants some level of certainty Mm -hmm. if this is what it is that we're doing. And to be honest, especially as an entrepreneur, you don't always have certainty, no, you but don't. what you have, you just don't. But what you do have, what they can do for you is simply understand that and mm-hmm. know that every day that you're working just as hard as they are and to give you the same benefit of the doubt it is that you're giving them. That's great. That's great. <laughs> wow. This first part of the podcast and the interviews, you've just really gave us some great insights, some great tips and great value. Now we want to shift into what I call the one thing, the one thing. And this is really uh, to help individuals know what resources that you utilize and how do you uh, really stay productive in what you do on a daily basis. And so mm-hmm. we're going to go into the one thing thing. Describe mm-hmm. yourself with one word and explain why you chose that word. Oh, wow. Can you describe myself? I would say passionate. Okay. And I would say passionate. No, I take that back. Okay. It's between two words all the time with me. And I'm going to go with courageous. Mm. 
And the reason I say courageous is really one simple sentence, because I bet on me. Mm-hmm. I believe in me. And I believe that if I put if I choose to do it and I put my mind to it, I will get it done. I will not get it done all the time in your time frame in my parents or my husband or my children's. But it will get done in my time frame and in a way that it is that I want it to be done. And that's what's most important to me, to me and to live that life and to have that understanding takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. because that also comes with pushback Mm -hmm. because externally people will say, well, oh, I thought you should or by now you should have. And you have to really have some fortitude to withstand that. But it takes courage to know that that's coming, but to do it anyway. And I am am at a point in my life where that's what it is. And what other people think or say, it really has no bearing on what it is that I'm going to do. I like that saying because I said that last night at an event that I was in about after I got laid off myself, I said I decided to bet on me. Yes. And betting on me has been the best thing I could have done over the last three years. It's been challenging, but yet I still am here. Yes, you're a sure thing, right? That's right. What's mm-hmm. one online resource, tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity? You want me to tell you what it is? It's an oldie but a goodie. Okay. It is YouTube. Okay. It's YouTube. And the reason why is because I believe in personal development. Mm-hmm. I believe so often that we are just giving, giving, giving and doing and working on and creating, except all those things as a mom, an entrepreneur and all of the many hats it is that we wear. But I believe that every day we should take time to pour into ourselves. Mm-hmm. For me, it really comes in the forms of other speakers, teachers and coaches. Some of my favorite are Les Brown. Lisa Nichols, some Jim Rohn, um, Abraham Hicks is what she's called. Those are some of my all time favorites. So every single day without fail, whether it's when I first get up in the morning Mm -hmm. or whether I go to bed at night, I get on YouTube and 90 percent of the time I don't have a specific one I'm listening to. Mm -hmm. I look at the suggested ones and wherever I'm led, I click and it's exactly what it is. It's exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on YouTube. So I sometimes I listen to myself (laughs) because I put talks on there and it really reminds me that, girl, you're doing all right. You're you're doing just fine. Good, good. (laughs) What book has had the biggest impact on you? You mean besides Besides this Besides your book. (laughs) Oh, let me think. What's one book that's had the biggest impact on you? I tell you, it's two. But if I just, you twisted my arm and I had to choose it will be The Big Leap by okay. Gay Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Absolute all-time favorite book. Okay. It is one of the most practical books that I have ever read. And it really puts you in a space of, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this. And it really shows you how. Good. The other close second for me is another oldie but goodie, but Napoleon Hill's mm-hmm. Think and Grow Think Rich. Think and Grow Rich, yes. Mm-hmm. I read that so, at the beginning of every year. Wow. Okay. I love it. I pick it up when necessary and I'm an annotator. So I'm constantly writing on the side. So sometimes, and let me tell you this funny tidbit and for you and your listeners, don't judge me. (laughs) But what's so funny is I used to be an avid reader, but after having my children, 
I just kept my concentration. Mm -hmm. It is literally not the same. Mm -hmm. So I get to doing 17 other things and I'm not even a huge multitasker, but I'm just all I'm not as focused as I used to be. I've embraced it. I'm okay with it. I love audiobooks. So what I'll do is when I want to read these or when I'm compelled to go for these books, what I do is I pick it up and I read to my content. But very often I'm also looking at my annotated notes on the side because they highlight what it is I wanted to take away from each of those paragraphs. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's really kind of like a laser coaching session almost. Right. Or a laser mastermind group. So I'm able to do that. And I feel I feel great about it. You know, I don't have any guilt about I need to. None of that. None of that. It really gives me what I need for the moment that I'm in. (laughs) Good, good, good. If you had a million dollars to use to build your business, what is one thing you would immediately invest in? I would immediately invest in marketing. Okay. Marketing is, um, that's an animal I wasn't familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so that has really been my biggest challenge. And last year was really my most difficult. Well, actually, we're still in 2016. 2016, to be very transparent, was my most difficult year mentally, financially and professionally. Mm -hmm. It was just a thing where I was learning and doing and I was getting so frustrated with it because I was used to having such momentum Mm -hmm. doing whatever it is that I wanted. But um, I didn't stop. I kept going. And 2017 is just really flowering for me because I literally had started breaking it down to just doing one thing a day because I felt like I didn't know what else to do. So I would say, well, if I could just do this one thing, that would be enough. And I learned a lot along the way from that, um, from those marketing tools it is that I use. One place I think it is that we met virtually is in Coach Speak and Serve, Mm -hmm. an outstanding tool. Um, and resource, not only from April, but the people in there, the community is really fantastic. So I've taken a lot of tools from them on marketing and used that resource list mm-hmm. and things are much more robust for me this 2017 and even really ending out 2016. So marketing for sure. Awesome. I'd hire a nice team. <laughs> Two more quick questions. What's your number one ritual practice that helps you stay focused and intentional? Um, I think the number one practice would be that listening to some positive or motivational speech every day. Okay. That really does it for me. It really shifts everything in me. Mm-hmm. Some mornings I get up literally and don't feel even as well physically. It may be, oh, is this my throat with a tinge in it? Or um, I don't know. Whatever the case may be, is this my ear hurting? Whatever it is. Literally, sometimes when I just continue to lay there. And go ahead and put on something. It is something positive, some type of um, positive presentation or speech, whatever the case may be. I find myself I lose myself in it. And then when I come out, I realize I'm okay, Mm -hmm. And I get up and get started with my day. Even if I get up with a lot of momentum, it really puts turbo under me. It's like after I hear it. So it's a win win situation for me. So I, I really have to attribute a lot to that every day. Good. And the last one on your one thing, what is your number one favorite aspect of being a mompreneur? Oh, the role model part of it. I absolutely, it means more to me than I think almost anything to be able to show 
my children what it is that I talk to them so much about. I am a person who believes in taking care of home first. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in my community, I'll put it like that, in meaning people that I know, not even necessarily physically neighbors, but just people that I know, the community, the community, community that makes up the people I know, um, some of them, their parents were preachers. And what I found is being a PK or a preacher's kid Mm -hmm. comes with this reputation, really one that's perceived of negative, right? Mm -hmm. Because the pastor is out now. If you talk to any of the parishioners, they love this. Most times it's the male, the dad. They love the pastor. They love the the preacher, the reverend, the evangelist, the deacon. They did so much and blessed their lives. But the child, their child is out in the world, wilding out, right? They're having all these difficulties and problems. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, where's the disconnect here? Well, very often when I talk to them, because a lot of them end up being people who I work with, when I talk to them is they feel like they paid more attention outside of the home than they did in the home. Mm -hmm. I disagree with that strongly. I feel like, and while I'm not a pastor or a preacher, I definitely believe in what I do as a ministry. I do, it is not religious based what it is that I do, but I believe that what I do is a blessing because it blesses me. Mm-hmm. So I know if it does it for me, I'm not an anomaly. Mm-hmm. So it is important to me that I start with my children, that I talk them through what it is that's going on with me in our household. And I feel blessed that I can show them because I'm an entrepreneur. I get to take them to speaking engagements with me. Yes. They get to see me up in the middle of the night doing this work. Then when I go out, They see what that looks like Mm -hmm. and say, wow, my, this is why you were doing that all night. And this is what that looks like. And they run off copies for me, you know, of a contract or whatever the case may be. Um, They get a fee from me. My daughter, I'll never forget. She shared with her friend's mom about my book who knew her friend was over a school. Her friend's mom was over a school. Her friend's mom called me and said, Sherilyn, I have 60 female teachers Mm-hmm. who need what it is that you're saying in this book. Will you come and speak to them mm-hmm. and do a two day presentation? I gave my daughter a finder's fee because mm-hmm. that's I do it for everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll do it with her first. It starts at home. So I'm grateful to be the example for them. I'm telling them that you're more I'm more than their mother. I want them to understand that and get it before I did. And if they don't choose to, like I tell them all the time, that's on you because it's not because you didn't know and I didn't show you. That's I right. didn't just see, I want you through it. Yeah. So, yes. That's good. That's good. Well, we have come to the end of the School of Purpose podcast. This has been a great interview, but we definitely don't want to leave without you giving the listening audience one piece of advice that you would give someone who is ready to live inside their purpose and pursue the thing that they know that they were created to do. The one thing is to bet on you. Take the leap. Start where you are with what you have right now. Open your mouth and go get what it is that you said you wanted. Awesome. 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 Let the listening audience know where to find you online, how to access your book, uh, social media handles, so on and so forth. 
Okay. Well, first of all, my website is www.youremorethanthermother.com. There you'll find all the information from my coaching programs to my VIP days it is that I have to my book to even literally, well, I'll be updating it soon, I guess I should say, to my upcoming conference. I have a conference coming up here in Dallas, Texas, the weekend before Mother's Day. So that information will be out before the day is over. So stay close to your computers and my website of youremorethanthermother.com. Now, your is spelled Y-O-U-R-E. So it's without that apostrophe. Mm -hmm. Um, youremorethanthermother.com. Definitely connect with me on Facebook. And it's just simply facebook.com backslash Y-M-T-T-M. I am always broadcasting on Periscope and my handle is simply my name there, which is Sherlyn Dorsey. And that's S-H-E-R-L-Y-N-D-O-R-S-E-Y, Sherlyn Dorsey. Awesome. So I think that, yeah, those would be the most immediate ways. All right. Well, Sherilyn, thank you for joining me on the School of Purpose podcast. You definitely delivered some great content, some great value and some great tips to help the listening audience. Those who I know there are some uh, mothers who desire to step into their own and do things a little bit different. And so I am appreciative of you taking the time out to share with us on the School of Purpose podcast. Thank you. I appreciate your time and you inviting me on to be a guest. Awesome. Well, you have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. Wow. What a great episode it was to interview Sherilyn Dorsey. She is truly a woman on purpose who is about the business of empowering other women who are mothers to let them know that your vision, your dream, it's possible but you first have to change your mindset. She said a lot of different things that I really resonated with, but there were two things that I want to point out. And that is, she said, comparison is the enemy of greatness. In 2017, don't spend too much time comparing yourself to others, but make sure that you are focused on minding your business, minding your vision so that you can be the best you possible. And then she also ended with this, bet on you. Take the leap. Start where you are with what you have right now. Open up your mouth and go get what you want. Thank you so much, Sherilyn, for joining me today and sharing your tools of insight and wisdom with the listening audience of the School of Purpose podcast. Go ahead and reach out to Sherlyn utilizing the social media links that she provided as well as on her website. I'm sure she will be elated that you want to be engaged with her. Well, we have come to the end of this podcast episode and I want to begin to do some things different. I noticed last year I did not have a lot of call to actions at the end of the podcast. And I want to ask you to stop by my Facebook group page, The School of Purpose. And all you have to do is go to www.schoolofpurpose.net. Ask to join the group because this is a group where we stay engaged with what's going on with the School of Purpose. I provide tutorials and information that is inspirational and valuable content to help you move in your dream and to live on purpose. 
Also, I want you to join me every Tuesday and Thursday in the School of Purpose group where I'll be providing a training every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So if you have a Facebook and you're interested in continuing to stay engaged with me throughout the week, every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, I will be providing a training or some type of virtual workshop at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I'm going to keep it at that time right now and let you know if I decide to change the time. If you miss the 11 a.m. Central Standard Time training or workshop in Facebook, you can join me at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time in Periscope. And all you have to do is type in my name or search my name, Markeith Brayton, and you spell Markeith, M-A-R-K-E-I-T-H. I'm also going to be starting a School of Purpose membership program very soon. So be on the lookout. And if you're interested in staying connected and learning more about what the membership program is going to entail, just email me at markeith at markeithbrayton.com. That's markeith at markeithbrayton.com. And once again, you spell markeith, M-A-R-K-E-I-T-H. School of Purpose I want you to have a great rest of your week. And just know this, life's greatest tragedy is to have a life without purpose, life with no direction. Moreover, life's greatest failure is to be successful at the wrong assignment. And it is my assignment and my mission to help you to be on assignment so that you can lead and succeed on purpose and get the results that you want. I want you to have a great week and I look forward to meeting you right here next week on the School of Purpose podcast, sharing with you valuable content, information that will help you to succeed and live on purpose.